Hey guys, I'm Eric McLean. And I'm Kelly Gramlich. It's time to talk some ACC football. Let's go. Friday, everybody, and welcome into the Graham Lincoln McLean podcast presented by Ingalls, the official supermarket of Graham Lincoln McLean. We have quite a few teams on a bye week this week, Mac, but still some really big games. And you might not hear me talking as much in this episode because you girls are a bit under the weather. But Mac, do you know where I would, I'm going? You know where I'm going to get everything I need? Ingalls. Where are you going? Please. Ingalls has everything. Ingalls has the Dayquil, the Nyquil, the Tylenol. Uh, the infant Tylenol, because, you know, whatever I get, Jake, it's or vice versa. No, it's vice Pedialyte. versa. Hey, don't put this on you. This is not your fault. <laughs> no, it's not. Um, we all know where it came from. It's some other baby who slobbered on Jacob at school. That's right. <laughs> we that's all know right. what happened. But that's that's how versatile Ingles is. They've got all sorts Sorry. of baby stuff. And, of course, all the medical stuff, the pharmacy. They just got what you need, Mac. Whatever you need, KG, you get there quickly. We're going to do this episode, but before we jump in, quick message from our friends over at Ingles. Did you know that Ingles sells more organics than any other store, or that they run their own dairy, or that they only serve USDA choice and prime meat? Did you know that they have more local craft beer than any place else, or that they have energy smart stores, or that they professionally slice and package imported cheese from Europe? Did you know about their giant international aisle, local farm partnerships, curbside pickup, wine department, or that they donate 3,956 meals a day to local food banks? Well, now you do. It's all in the bag. Ingles, low prices, love the savings. All right, Mac, let's start with the game that we also broke down on Wednesday with Riley Leonard and Dwayne Carter. If you missed that episode, go check it out. thought it was uh, those guys were both really, really good. Number 11, Notre Dame, is visiting number 17, Duke. A top 20 Duke-Notre Dame matchup. Notre Dame is a six-point favorite, 7.30 p.m. ABC prime time. If you want to prove you are for real if you're Duke, Win this game in prime time, and then we're talking what? Maybe a top ten team. We'll we'll see what kind of credit Duke gets. I know I know That's how right. you feel about That's that, right. <laughs> But when I look at this game, I think the big matchups for me are Notre Dame's offensive line. Can Duke get some pressure on Sam Hartman? Because if he has a clean pocket, he's going to be fine. And then can Duke get the passing game going a little bit? Because teams do struggle to run on Notre Dame sometimes. So can Riley Leonard get that going? Right. Yeah, I don't think there's any question that the line of scrimmage is the matchup to watch. You know, you, both sides offensively uh, for Notre Dame, that big offensive line that they have, kind of led by Joe Alt. There, their key has been running the football. Now, Sam Hartman's certainly the best quarterback they've had since I don't know when Brady Quinn. Um, you know, a long time. Certainly, that has opened up other things passing wise. Uh, but at their core, you know, they want to run the football. They want to lean on that big offensive line. Get Audric Estime rolling. Um, you know, a guy that not only is this big, massive Hulk looking guy, but he can also take it 80 yards to the house uh, with, with no problem. Just ask NC State about that. So I, I think that that's a matchup that you have to watch. Big Dwayne Carter. That's why I wanted to talk to him, kind of get his mindset and, and where he is, Mr. President. Um, and, and, you know, it seems like they're feeling good and that they've got a plan of attack. And, you know, I think Duke's kind of earned that, you know, this season, the things that they've do, done, really that bend don't break mentality. It, it's funny. Yeah, I was talking with Aaron Beard, who who writes uh, for the AP there, and he was going through different things, different defensive coordinators, and looking at Duke, and they have only given up one true like driving touchdown all year long. It, it's crazy to think about, uh, you know, when when a couple of mishaps, you know, turnovers. Clemson obviously scored there, 
And then the others were just, you know, trash time. It's the fourth, fifth string in. So there's only been one true touchdown. So how much can this defense really flex their muscles? I think one thing that, that has been apparent about Duke KG, you know, these last couple of years is, you know, they're really good. And then they get to this point where the depth just isn't there. They played a lot of ball. Guys are having to rotate in and they're just not the same. These guys are well rested. So if, if anything for this game, it should be 100% effort. Everybody's good to go and they're feeling great. Um, and then on the other side, looking at Duke's offensive line, uh, Big Graham Barton and company, uh, Monk up there, you know, all those guys, can they establish the run as well? I actually think Duke has been running the ball a little bit more impressively yeah. this year than Notre Dame. Kind of similar opponents outside of obviously Ohio State, uh, but you could argue Clemson for that matter with Duke. So, you know, I, I can't wait, KG. It's, it's an it's a offensive defensive line battle at its core, and uh, I can't wait to watch this game all night. Well, and you bring up Duke running the ball, Riley Leonard's legs. That's going to be a big factor in this game. Does Notre Dame try to take that away? And what I've seen Notre Dame do to a lot of ACC teams lately is they kind of wear you down. And then by the fourth quarter, they break a big run. And Estimate could break a big run, and then it kind of blows the game open. So can Duke hold on at the end of the game and play four straight quarters and have that depth, Mac? That's your point. And that's that's what I think is a little bit different from at least this Duke team than – you know, previous ACC teams that they've played of, of recently, maybe Clemson a little bit of, a, of an outlier there, even though they did that. Um, this is what Duke does. Like, Duke defense sees this every day in practice. You know, they go against this. I, I'm not saying that, you know, the offensive line isn't quite there, but it's pretty close. I mean, you look at Graham Barton, you look at Joe Alt, they're right there, you know, with mock drafts and, and who thinks going to go where and then the rest of the guys with that crew. I think Jacob Monk might be the, the third best offensive lineman in this game. So, they're neck and neck. And so I think this defense is going to be well prepared, but certainly whoever can run the ball more effectively or a la who can stop the run better, I think that team wins the game. Yeah, I agree with that. Mac, do you think there's a confidence factor with Duke? I know, you know, if you look at Notre Dame, really, they play, they beat NC State, and I don't think NC State's very good. We'll talk yeah. about that later on in their big game breakdowns. But Duke definitely has the better win. The the very good team Notre Dame played, they just lost. It was a very close right. game. They had every chance to win it. Coming off of a loss, do you think mm-hmm. that helps Duke that Notre Dame's coming off a loss? Or is Notre Dame going to be even more motivated? Uh, you know, t- two different ways. I think from the confidence standpoint that, that you asked first about Duke, I mean, when you have a guy like Riley Leonard, like you're always confident, right? Like you, you can win any game. And I don't care who we play. Uh, we feel good about our chances. We feel good about what our quarterback is able to do the positions he's able to put us in, um, and, and just the consistency that he has played with. So I think that Duke going into this game is at an all-time high. I also think that it is vital that they kind of already had this type of game. They had Clemson come in Monday night, standalone game, everybody in the world watching. So th- this is nothing new to them, right? Notre Dame just went th- went through that for the first time against Ohio State and, and lost. So you know, from that aspect, I think Duke is fine. Moment's not too big, none of that. Uh, obviously, game day for the first time, which is unbelievable. Very cool. Very mm-hmm. exciting for them. Um, but I, I really don't know how Notre Dame is going to react here because I think knowing Sam Hartman, knowing that coaching staff, you know, some of these leaders and, and a lot of grad, you know, guys that this is probably their last go around, right? This is their last shot. If you lose again, your season is relatively over. There's no conference championship. There, there's no massive bowl outside of an Orange Bowl which the ACC would just have to collapse for you to get in that. Um, it, it, it's That's true. It'll be interesting. you know. So they have a lot to play for. Um, and clearly, if you lose again, you're out of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So 
I, I think that we are going to see a pretty motivated team. I don't think that they're going to be lingering, you know, on that loss at all. Just understanding that this is now playoff football for Notre Dame. Every single game is a playoff game for them. I think that's exactly right. And for Duke, you know, if they lose this game, just saying, they could still go on to play sure. in the ACC title. There's still a lot yeah. ahead of them. But if they win, whoo, yeah. they, they're going to skyrocket and give themselves some room for error. Mac, my crazy stat, and the magic number here is 22. Mm. Duke, since the 2022 season, since Mike Elko took over, Duke is 10-2 and two when scoring 22 or more points. Look at that. That's the magic number for me. I think if this is a 14 to 10 game like that Ohio State game, I don't think I don't think Duke wins it. Mm. I think Duke needs to score. I think yeah. Duke wants to uh, make this a little bit of a higher scoring game. So to me, that's the magic number in this game. Matt. If I Duke can it. score over 22 points, let's see what happens. This feels like a Taylor Swift song. This is this is 20. I'm yes. feeling are 22. They, are they feeling 22? Yeah, th- this is Kelly's version, though. I love that. I love that. This is big time. We'll get that on the next album. Um, yeah, and, and I agree with you. I, I think that Duke certainly feels comfortable in the track meet uh, with Sam Hartman. You know, Notre Dame probably does too. But you know, what can Riley Leonard do? You mentioned that kind of off the top. I think he's certainly going to have to have one of those 300 plus yard passing games, multiple touchdowns, uh, just to to even it out, just to kind of get that you know, lead there and who's the better quarterback. You know, it would have been fascinating if Sam Hartman was still in the ACC going into preseason rankings. He's one of the best all time in the league, right? But Riley Leonard is this guy that's just soaring. Uh, This is going to be a very fun quarterback battle. And who makes the less mistakes? You know, I think the two things, as I mentioned with the run game, but then quarterback wise, who protects the ball better? Does someone give, you know, a, a free possession or points? You know, worst case scenario, uh, and really help out the other team. So I can't wait to watch it. This is such an intriguing matchup, and uh, you know it's going to be a lot of fun. And another great opportunity you know, for the ACC to go out of conference, yeah. to get a big dub, and to please, my God, end this streak that Notre Dame has over the conference. That would be great. Please, Duke. <laughs> okay, I'm going to press you on this before we get to some sincere If you write, like on Saturday, you can either have Sam Hartman as your quarterback or Riley Leonard as your quarterback. Who are you taking? Mm. Man, Sam Hartman is so good, and I love Sam Hartman. That's a tough one. All things are even, right? Doesn't matter. Not different offensive lines, whatever. Yeah. Like all things are even. Yeah. yeah. Man, Give I me probably. Riley Leonard, by the way, I probably go. Leonard. Yeah, I probably go Riley. He's bigger. I think he's way more athletic. Um, I think Riley's peaking. Yeah, Riley's peaking. Exactly. Exactly. And his I think Sam, is at an all-time. Which level. listen, Sam's really good. Like it's not. This is that's a very hard question. I'm not saying this dude isn't. You know, one of the best ever. Uh, Going to be a Wake Forest Hall of Famer for sure. Oh yeah. Um, you know all these different things, but yeah, I think I think Riley Leonard. It would be even more fascinating if he stayed in the conference. Who would I say? Because there yeah. is a little bit of a you left me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but he did come on the pod many times. We appreciate that's right. that, Sam. That's right. The goat. That's that's a fascinating question. All right, who has more passing yards? How about that? In the game. Yeah. I don't think either of them. Has an insane amount. Really, below three hundred? You think each guy? Yeah, yeah. I would say Riley. I would say Riley, just because I think they're going to try to ride estimate. Notre Dame is. Okay, I can't wait to see it. Yeah, we'll see if we're right. Mac, you mentioned earlier. You know, if teams are going to give away points in this Duke Notre Dame game. Speaking of giving away points, Clemson is traveling to Syracuse, noon on ABC. Clemson has done a ridiculous (laughs) job of giving away points this year. Clemson's a six and a half point favorite. And, Mac, these Syracuse games are always weird. 
They're always closer than you think. It feels like Syracuse almost always covers, mm-hmm. right? Especially up there in the dome. And we speak about confidence. Syracuse is 4 They're feeling really, really good. Yeah. Garrett Schrader is a problem. This has to be Garrett Schrader's third game against Clemson. I'm <laughs> at thinking. least, at least. <laughs> and I know he doesn't have a run to Gadsden. Damian Alford, though, had a breakout game against Army. How does Clemson slow down Garrett Schrader? What do you think are the most important things to to stopping Schrader? Yeah, well, first, I, I want to throw this back at you. What do you call this game? Because – The Orange I, I, Bowl. No, no, yeah, that's great. Um, from this standpoint, I've, I've spoken to like a billion radio people, other podcast writers, whatever, about this game, you know, because everybody went to Syracuse who's in the sports media. So um, true. Literally so true. everybody. KG and I are the only ones. And EJ – The Mann. only ones at ACC Network. That's right. We're the only ones. We're, this was very weird. Um. But everyone keeps bringing up, like, is this a rivalry? And when you look at the when, – see, I, I love your face there. What do you, that's Sorry, what that was asking. just my natural reaction. What do you call it, though? Because th- you have to say that this is the most difficult opponent for Clemson every year from a yeah. – we don't know what happens, but it is 9 But it's not one. a rivalry. It's 9-1. to one. But what other yeah, yeah. team consistently since 2014 has given Clemson this amount of fits? So what do you call it? What do you call well, this? And that's why I said these games are always weird because right. Clemson ends up winning them. <clears throat> right. They're nine and one, the one yes. loss that we all know about. But it's very uncomfortable. But they're always close. Yeah. To me, a rivalry, you have to you have to hate the other team. Hey, I get it. I just want to know what you would call it. <laughs> I would call it like a I would call Syracuse. I would I would say Syracuse. No, I don't know about that. I don't know if I, I was gonna say Syracuse keeps Clemson fans up at night just thinking about that game. Maybe. It's just a fluky, weird game every time. Yeah. And fluky is kind of the wrong word because Syracuse, I mean, they've played well. I know. Syracuse gets up. Syracuse always plays well. They play their best game of the year yeah. every year against Clemson for yeah. whatever reason. We're going to have to invent So I don't word. know what to call it, though. We're going to have to invent something to figure this out because it, it's okay. indescribable how we can figure this out. You and know, it's and, always and around this time it, of year, too. I know. It, it's always like yeah. not super early, but early enough to where one Late team September. maybe hasn't peaked. Yeah, it, it's super weird. This It kind of reminds me low-key about NC State and FSU. Now, that one's a little bit different because I think yeah. NC State – I think NC State's won like four in a row against FSU. So obviously That's very wild. different. That might actually be a rivalry. Um, I don't know. Anyway, when I look at this game, Garrett Schrader, uh, he he talk about a guy that's peaked, peaking, he's there. Yeah. Like, you know, Sam Hartman type level. Mm. This guy's the best version of himself. He's playing so confident uh with his legs, with his arms, his reads, his fakes. My goodness, it's a thing of beauty. Uh the faking capital of the world, as uh coach Dino Babers has said a couple of times this week and last week. Um, so those guys are playing very well and, and Garrett, it's just the confidence that he has, the, the things that he is seeing, you know, coach didn't really directly answer this, but somebody asked him, does he have the ability to audible or adjust at the line of scrimmage? And again, he didn't directly say yes, even though we kind of know that answer is yes. He said, listen, Garrett's been right a lot more than he's been wrong with things that he has seen with adjustments as he has made. And so I, I think that's a dangerous thing because when you trust a guy that much, and obviously now this is his second season with Coach Beck, which I, I know he wasn't the coordinator, but he was the quarterback coach, and there's a lot of conversation there. That's like the first time this has happened for Schrader, maybe in his career, uh, where you have somebody that consistently in your life, in your sporting life, which is great. And there's there's that trust there where, hey, listen, I understand that we've gone through this. We've taught this. If you see something, do it. Go whatever you want out there. And within our offense and, and make things happen. And 
I don't know, KG, he, he's so big, strong, fast guy. And I think the most important part is he is healthy. He's ready yeah. to go. So when you talk about defending him, I think it is a, a great kind of precursor test, if you will, which is fascinating that this is what I'm relating it to. But Florida State and Jordan Travis, those guys did a great mm-hmm. job of trying to get pressure, not allowing him to escape, not allowing him to have time. As Dabo Sweeney, Coach Dabo Sweeney said earlier this week, Garrett Schrader creates time. Like he, he's the uh, he's the magician right there, Doctor Strange, where he opens that stone. I know you love Marvel, KG, where he can manipulate time. That's what Garrett Schrader. I Strader's definitely know what you're talking about. I know, I know you do. Um, and, and so you've got to pressure him. You've got to get after him. And I think that's what Clemson does. Well, you talk about Schrader being healthy. Jordan Travis might not be 100 percent healthy, and that's part of what we saw against Florida State. Right. Mac, When we talk about the quarterbacks, this is another example of the Duke game for Clemson and the Florida State game. Mm -hmm. You've got a young Kay Klubnick going up against a wily veteran quarterback on the other side. Riley Leonard, Jordan Travis, Garrett Schrader. In the end, in the Duke game, Florida State game, Cade made more mistakes than the veteran quarterback on the other side. I think that's mostly what this game will come down to, is can Cade not make that – can Clemson – not make that drastic mistake yep. that gives the other team seven free points that completely changes the momentum, all of that. Can Clemson do that? I mean, that's that's the big question in this game, honestly. We could break down X's and O's. We can talk about Syracuse running the ball well. We can talk about – I think Clemson's going to try to run the ball as well. Right. But to me, like, is that wrong, Mac? I mean, it's just can Clemson not beat itself? Exactly. You know, can, can we see a clean game? You know, we, we saw – Kind of one. I mean, they had a, a drop punt, so maybe we haven't. We have not seen a completely full game. Well, but, but Clemson, Clemson is coming off its best game of yes, the season. Hundred percent. Sure. No question about it. But just the mistake, everything you just said, the mistakes part, the beating yourself part. Can we not see that for one game? One game where you do not do something that is totally, you know, you're you're bad. Your fault there with with a couple of different things. And you know, it is it is funny that you know that play the the uh, you know the third and one in overtime. I, I've watched that back like a hundred times and just thinking of all the different things. And and there were so many issues on that play. Like number one, Clemson's running with tempo guys on the left that are going to catch the ball eventually are not set communicating as the mm. ball snap, not paying attention. Uh, and, and then the fact that you throw it and, and on top of that, KG, this is almost sickening. And this is the biggest, like what if moment I hate when I do that, but I do, I think Will Shipley scores on that play. Like if you watch it in slow mo, there's nobody. There's nobody past where he he's at the line of scrimmage. There's nobody there. Like he probably scores a touchdown, which is. And then we're having a whole different discussion about this game. But Mac, even if Clemson beats Florida State, Mm -hmm. this is probably even more of a trap game. So (laughs) you know maybe it never benefits Clemson to lose, but they're desperate for wins. They're desperate at this point. Yeah, and they've got to step up. So, you know, just interested to see that. I I like what you said also about Clemson running the football. Again, coming off of Cade's best game where he's looked locked in, great reads, throwing the ball with authority. You know, we see a guy in Tyler Brown step up who I think is going to be their best receiver when it's said and done. Might already be. Uh, But just that confidence, confidence throwing it to the tight end. Uh, But now you're facing a defense that KG in the the 3-3-5 that – they're going to bring some stuff. They're going to try to disguise it. Marlo Wax, our guy Caleb, uh, they're going to bring it, and they're going to try to, to create chaos, create mismatches. I'm looking at that tape where they got that big hit on Cade, fumble six. How can I replicate that? How is Syracuse, can I show all this stuff, get a free rusher and try to get that football? I guarantee they're going to throw a lot of junk at them, and, and you have to be ready. 
have to be communicating. And then if you're passing the ball, quick, get it out. And that's what he did last week. How can he build on that? The run game to me is going to be vital, Mac, to help Cade, but also just to control this game because I think Syracuse is going to try to run it as well. Here's my crazy stat. Syracuse is 3-9 and nine mm. since the 2021 season, so the last couple of years. They are 3-9 and nine when allowing 100 or more rushing yards. So basically, if you can rush for 100 yards, you're most likely going to beat Syracuse. Right. That's the differentiator here, especially on the road. Um, this is a, a hostile environment. It's going to be loud. That dome is always loud. Yeah. Can Clemson run the ball and help out Cade? And is it with Shipley? Sure. But is it with Mafa? Yeah. Maybe a little more. Because yeah. Mafa, you could argue, kind of has the hot hand. Yeah, well, I, I think what we saw from the last game, again, to reflect on that, was finally Will Shipley being used in a bunch of different ways. like it. And even the runs, I still was kind of pissed about. It just felt like they were doing dive, 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 dive with Will Shipley. I'm like, can we please get him out in space and let him do something other than run straight into this massive wall? But in in this game, it might work a little bit better. You only have three down linemen. So hit the dive up all day long. You get to that second level. Who knows what happens? So I'm with you. I want to continue to see that two-back set. Those guys feast off each other with with Mafa and Shipley there. Uh, But again, the, the chaos that I think Syracuse is going to try to create. Uh, it, it's going to be tough for for Clemson to to again identify that, know where everything is, communication at an all time high, and the biggest thing: can we see a clean game? You know, from Clemson, no no mistakes that you cause. That is the key. Okay, we forgot to make a pick on Duke, and we got to make a pick on this game. So Whoa. let's make our pick. I know we're not even making picks. What the heck? <laughs> I I think Vegas, and I'm going trying to outsmart Vegas, man. I think Vegas wants you to take Syracuse to cover mm-hmm. because of the that. line has moved. It's been seven all week. It's dropped mm-hmm. down to six and a half right now. Six and a half because of that narrative that Syracuse always gives Clemson fits. I think Clemson is coming off its best game, mm-hmm. and I have to imagine there's some confidence there. I am going to take Clemson to cover. Yeah. I do not love it though. I, I <laughs> especially up there in in the dome. Yeah, um, I love it. Give me all of it. I, I think Clemson plays ticked off. Um, Again, when do I not think that? But I think they play at a high level. I think they win by more than a touchdown. And then same thing with with Notre Dame and Duke. That line's moved too. It was five and a half. Now it's up to six. Um, yeah. What what are what's your pick there? I'm going with the Blue Devils. I think they ride yeah. this momentum out. I think that again, it's very even in the playing style. Um, and I think Riley Leonard's the better quarterback, so I think he gets he gets the dub. Um, and they went out right. I'm not sure Notre Dame's gonna. I don't think Notre Dame's gonna blow Duke out. If Notre Dame wins it, it's probably gonna be a closer game maybe a field goal mm-hmm. and I've doubted Duke this year yeah I have I've keep doing it Duke. it's good for them listen don't think about yourself and being <laughs> right in the picks think about Duke okay I have bet against Duke <laughs> I hate myself for it and as much as I love Riley Dwayne Notre Dame minus six that's what I'm taking <laughs> you hit him with the salute and then stabbed him in the back Took you on a, on a little curving route oh on that gosh. one Eric Macklin that was beautiful Okay, our final big game breakdown, then we'll run through the rest. Louisville at NC State. Louisville's a a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Tonight, baby, let's go. PM, ESPN Friday, blackout for NC State. Dave Doran calling the uniforms swaggy. I thought that was hilarious. Um, He said that. I was like, okay, Dave Doran. (laughs) So here's the real question here. Are you for real, Louisville? Because you are a favorite on the road. Yeah. The conventional wisdom always says on a Thursday or Friday night, take the home underdog. They're they're going to find a way. Yes. But are you for real Louisville? This is the kind of game, if you want to go on 
to truly have a shot in the ACC championship, Mm -hmm. to have a really special kind of year, you got to win this game. And my biggest question is, can NC State score enough? Right. Because Louisville can score. Right. And I'm not sure NC State can match them offensively. Yeah. I'm fascinated to see this game because I think, you know, I'm really excited about Louisville, obviously. They're they're scoring so many points. They've looked super explosive. And then you kind of look who they play. Now, Georgia Tech, I think, is a good indicator. That's obviously a lot of points. But Georgia Tech fell to shambles in the second half. And and do you want to give credit to to Louisville for making those adjustments? Or do you want to kind of knock GT a little bit for not keeping the pedal down and, and things of that nature? I think you lean towards Louisville. Then you look at Murray State. You look at BC. I mean, just bad defenses, bad teams, and they run it up. Indiana gave them a dogfight, and, and they scored 21 at a neutral site here. I think everything that you said about Carter Finley on a Friday night Blackout, everybody's feeling excited. Man, it's dangerous. And this defense is still really good. I don't think any part of this team has hit their stride, and there's some injuries. Can Louisville take advantage of those? I'm so on the fence of what I think is going to happen in this game, but the the, the Friday night is is pulling me. It's pulling me, KG. I know. I know. But I, I, I'm an offensive guy. I just think that that's going to hold strong, and I think running the ball travels. I think confidence travels, and that's everything that Louisville has shown. I agree. It's terrifying. I agree. <laughs> I I just don't trust NC State. I've had trust issues with NC State for a while now, Mac. You know about this. We're working through it together as, as a unit. But <laughs> they just do not score enough reliably. And I looked this up. That this doesn't have too much to do with the game. But here's my crazy stat. Louisville scored 56 points versus Boston College last week. That's in a conference game, 56 points, right? The last time NC State, scored 56 or more points in an ACC game. Oh, my God. I want you to guess the year, Mac. Just mm. guess the year. Well, it has to be a long time ago. Um, the way I was saying it. <laughs> the way you're saying it, it has to be like a long time. They scored a bunch against Clemson one year, but it wasn't 50. We weren't in the 50s. We might have been. Right. They weren't. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go like the 70s. I'm going to go way no, the 80s, no. 80s. I'm going to go the 80s, 80s, way back. Not that far. Not okay. that far back. Okay. okay. But Good. back to a great year. 2011. Oh, did. Okay, not that far at all. <laughs> Mac. That's not that far. 12 years. Defensive 12 team. Years. Big defensive team. <laughs> they beat Maryland 56-41. The Terps. On November 26, 2011. I know 56 is an arbitrary number, but when I was going back, I could go through years of their schedule where I didn't even have to really – I mean, I looked. Like, I didn't – you know, this is a correct stat. But they were barely in the 40s in some of those games. So <laughs> – I just have trust issues with NC State yeah, and their offense. Yeah. It's dangerous to take a favorite on the road like this on a Friday night, but I believe in Jeff Brom and that culture he's building. Give me Louisville minus three and a half. What, 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 how many points will it take for NC State if they want to win? Not cover, whatever it is. How many points? You got to score win? in the 30s, boo. You like, so? you think so? Moan. Yeah. yeah. You got to get in the 30s. Yeah. I think so too. You got to do it. And I, I just, yeah, I, don't, I just don't know. Um, but again, everything that I said, I would not be surprised at all if, if NC State pulls this out. And, and you know, maybe you kind of want them to just to get some, you know, real strength in the league. But I think Louisville's offense is playing too high. Give me the cards on the road. Mac, is Louisville ranked if they win this? No, because no one cares about the ACC. We'll just bl- continue to blow people out. We'll do we our care. thing. We care. Hey, in the Eric McLean and Kelly Gramlick polls, they're ranked. <laughs> Darn right. Darn right. Hey, make sure if you're listening to this, you know, if you know someone who cares about the ACC, send them the pot. Right? Please, Just shoot them a little text. Please do. Send it over. Say, hey, watch this. Or an AP Say, p- hey. poll voter. If you know any AP poll yeah, voters. Yeah, if you know an AP voter. 
<laughs> send it their way. All right, Mac, speed round. Let's roll through it. I'm going to start with my favorite game in the speed round. Bowling Green at Georgia Tech. <laughs> Georgia Tech is a 22-point favorite. 3.30 p.m. on ACC Network. And it's just because I love what I'm seeing from Georgia Tech. Sure, sure. I love. I think that the key hire has been has been key, major key. And Georgia Tech, if they win this game against Bowling Green, that's three wins. We're talking bowl game. Oh, yeah. And I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves. Sure. We're talking bowl game. Haynes King has been excellent. I think Georgia Tech covers here and just continues to build that confidence and momentum. Matt. 22 points. That's a lot of points. KG, you feel good? Okay. I like that. I think uh, – where, where are they at right now? They're at two games. They're going to win a third. We are traveling down to Miami, so we'll have them in Miami next week. Can't wait to see that. BC, they get their four. That could be a sneaky game for Miami. Keep an eye on that one. Yikes. That would not be good. Coming off a bye. You're right. You're right about that. Uh, so they get their their fourth at BC, their fifth at Virginia. Then you got to beat Clemson, Syracuse, or Georgia. Woo. Yeah. Man. You got to do it. Tough. Super tough. Maybe. Maybe they can get it done. I'm with you, though. I think they cover. Haynes King has been electric, one of the best quarterbacks in the ACC. I think he continues and keeps that up. Mac, you guys are traveling to Virginia Tech. Pitt is at Virginia Tech, 8 o'clock on ACC Network. Pitt's a two-and-a-half-point favorite. I don't know what to expect from these teams. <laughs> I don't know which quarterbacks are playing, right? right? Like, <laughs> what no is going clue. on? You have no clue. You know what you do no know, though? No idea. Here, here's what you need to know and all you need to know. Virginia Tech, again. It's sold out, right? Sold the heck out. That's crazy. They're doing a whiteout. They're sold out, and I love going to this place. I don't care what their record is, but I, I do think about this. I've thought about this for like four years because we go there all the time. What if they were good just once? Like, what would that place be like? I can't and even they have imagine. Been. They have such great history. Yeah, but like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like recent history. I need to see it. I, I just can't imagine how juiced up that place would be. <sighs> and uh, what do you do if you're either team? I mean, I, I kind of know Pittsburgh. Here's the deal. If you throw more than 15 passes, fire the whole staff because VT <laughs> is giving up 2 billion yards a game on the ground. Run the football. You've got four or five great running backs. You've got an offensive line that's banged up. Running the ball is easier than pass blocking. Run the football. That's all you need to do. And then Virginia Tech, if you're not confident about drones, Put in the young freshman. Put Pop in the game. Now, maybe this one isn't quite the is one. Is he back on the team? He's back. He's back. He's back. Okay. And I heard it was super minor. It might have got blown out of proportion what happened. What, did he like miss a tutor or something? Uh, you know, it was a little more than that, but okay, it, okay. Wasn't, it wasn't like something <laughs> astronomical. Um, it was silly. It was silly. But anyway, uh, this might maybe isn't the game, but maybe it is because he's mobile. He's a, he's a, Just a do guy it. that can move around. Pitt will hit you. I mean, you don't want to break a guy. You don't want to ruin him because they're going to get after the quarterback. They had like five or six sacks last week against Drake May, uh, so maybe that'll be difficult. But, yeah, if I'm Pitt, I'm running the football. Until proven otherwise, it's hard for me to pick Virginia right. Tech, so I'm going with the Panthers yeah. here. Pitt's going to be able to run it. Yeah. The defense is still solid. Right. I'm taking Pitt, yeah. but I do not have How about all these faith uh, in this game? road favorites in the ACC? This is bonkers. There's a bunch of them this week. That makes me uncomfortable <laughs> to take all these road favorites. I don't love that. Mac, our last game, our sad game, Virginia at Boston College, 2 p.m. on the CW Network. Boston College is a three-point favorite, mm -hmm. BC at home. I think the key here is pretty simple. Which young quarterback makes less mistakes, Castellanos or Calandria? Well, here's the deal. I Which heard Calandria might can... not be playing. I heard that Musket oh, no. – they're – They're going to put Musket back in? Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. Which well, that, that's interesting. Good that's good to know. I think it's just because he's healthy and he's earned the spot. I don't think it's a good idea, though. I think it's a horrible idea. Because you have Calandria, a guy who can make things happen. Like, I know he makes a lot of mistakes, but he also is averaging more yards than any other quarterback in the league per game. What do you want to do? I don't know. We'll see. I don't think Musket has had, you know, quite a fair shake, you know, obviously playing Tennessee game one and, and then being hurt. So maybe, maybe he can do something similar, but. I kind of know what I'm getting in Calandria, so if you could live with it, uh, who knows? This is, honestly, loser of this game goes to the bottom of ACC power rankings. You are playing for the worst team in the league here. Um, and, and I've got to think that, you know, my guy Castellanos is is going to do it. You know, he he's super fun to watch. He's a little undisciplined, which, you know, kind of <laughs> drives me nuts at times, but he makes it happen, and, and he's electric, and he'll throw it and run it all over the yard. So I think BC a little comfortable – with the chaos there and, and uh, you know, they get the dub. This sounds weird, but I think Virginia has been a lot more consistent than BC this year. Right. But they're on four. How crazy is that? I agree I with you. I, I, you know, I know what I'm getting from Virginia. It just yeah, hasn't been enough. Gonna, I don't know right. what BC is going to do. I have no clue. I have no clue. Give me Virginia plus three. Oh, I wanted to, I wanted <laughs> to take them to cover against NC state last week. And I just wasn't brave enough. Yeah. So this year, or this year, this week, I'm being brave. This year, Let's I'm go changing. Who's. New year, new me. <laughs> so I think that's the one we disagree on, Max. So that'll be good. Uh, no, you took you took Notre Dame, too. I will not oh, let I did. you that's forget right. that. That's right. Where Do you have the standings? Do you know real quick? I'm rolling with the Because I got to tell yeah, you, so. on radio, EJ has caught me. EJ and I are now tied, and mm. I'm very disappointed in that. I think TV, right, I well, still have the edge. Maybe not, actually, after this last week. Maybe not. You are still at the edge. You're two games up. So you're 23 and 13, which is very good. Uh, against the spread, I'm 21 and 15. So you're right there. This weekend, so, this could be make or break. We could be. I, I got a game on you last week with uh, Florida State, obviously. Of course. So let's see what happens this week, Matt. Hey, you know, good luck, partner. Good luck. Hey, get back to that baby. Get back to your Nyquil. Maybe go hit up Ingles. Get a couple more bottles of that. I'm gonna go. Well, Dayquil uh, actually. Move in. <laughs> I'm gonna go move into my humidifier. Yeah. Please just just hold the baby right in the humidifier, both of y'all. Get it done. Um, anyway, I appreciate you. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, and, of course, our friends over at Ingles. Appreciate all their support. Couldn't do this without them. We need you guys to go over to YouTube. Listen, see, KG and I, a little bit sick, under the weather, but we're talking ball. We're feeling great. We're excited. She's a fighter. She's a warrior. We're getting after it. We need you guys to go over there, leave some comments, subscribe, jump on this train. Man, it's a lot of fun. Uh, and, of course, the OGs over on Apple Podcasts. We need you to rate, review, subscribe there as well. We would greatly appreciate that. But until next time, we'll see y'all.